Welcome to the Love Your Truth podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jen Chrisman, personal development and spiritual teacher. Each week, I will be bringing you an inspiring guest or thought that will help you move beyond fear and doubt and unlock your true potential because you know there's something inside of you that you want to express and a kind of life that you want to create. We're going to be talking about personal development, spirituality, wellness, and manifesting the life of your dreams. You'll get a blend of practical and spiritual advice where woo-woo meets neuroscience that you can begin applying to your life today. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Love Your Truth podcast. I am your host, Dr. Jen Chrisman, and thank you so much for being here, for choosing to spend your time here, and for just being willing to listen to some of my thoughts. I hope that they are of service, and I hope that you find some value in what I have to share. I am going to talk a little bit today about this idea of everything happening for a reason. But before we get into that, I did want to share with you some updates that are happening in uh, within my community and some of the sacred offerings that I have. And I, I talked in my last episode about the the part of myself who doesn't always share what's going on but the the truth is there are some really exciting things happening and really beautiful containers that have been created and opportunities for you to come in and and have the experience of connection and of healing and growth and all of the beauty and the magic that um that is available for us that you know we don't have to do this alone and so i would just want to give you a few updates here um first i hosted a workshop last week a free workshop that you can still access and it is a a workshop uh breaking through to your highest self it was three parts And we talk about um, the blocks that most of us are carrying within us that prevent us from accessing our highest self. We talk about some of the myths around manifestation and personal development. This is something that's really important to me because I think that there is a lot of a lot of kitschy, um, seductive, you know, eye-grabbing marketing out there. And I, you know, as you know, by this point, if you, you know, have been around for, um, you know, more than a minute, you know that I really appreciate and I really value the importance of doing depth work and taking this, um, you know, really to to places within ourselves that are meaningful and um you know there's just a lot of very surface work happening out there and i understand it because the surface is definitely much sexier it's more seductive 
Um, but the reality is if you want real transformation and you want real change, it's going to have to go deeper. So this workshop, we talk all about that. And we also talk about, you know, what exactly is required to break through to your highest self, to manifest the life of your dreams, to become the person that your soul came here to be. So if you are interested in that, you can go to my website, drjenniferchrisman.com forward slash workshop and sign up. Uh, You'll get the replay sent to you. You can also send me a message on Instagram. Just DM me the word workshop with nothing else attached to it. No emojis or smiley faces or anything like that. But when you send workshop, I will send you the link. It happens automatically. That's why we can't do the, the emojis or anything, but it's a, it was a really powerful workshop. It was really lovely for me to get to teach it. And in full disclosure, I taught it as an offering uh, to experience a little bit of the work that's happening inside of the mentorship, which is a brand new program that I am offering. Uh, I've taken the Embodied Life Academy and have upgraded it, if you will, uh, because I realized that, you know, as 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 nice as the idea of an online course is, the truth is this level of work cannot be condensed into simply an online course. So I've changed it to the mentorship and it's going to be much more, a much more intimate container. It's going to include actual live teaching. Every other week we'll be doing a live teaching, taking the concepts, the information, going in depth in them and then on the weeks that we're not doing teaching we're going to be really um, implementing the integration of the concepts and so it'll be there's going to be a lot of somatic work happening a lot of uh, work in our bodies and putting into practice the principles that you know and this is so important to me because you know, we're such a culture of consumption. And I I do think almost to a certain extent, there's a bit of a trauma response, certainly a, uh, a defense mechanism, if you will, that, you know, the part of us that is just, you know, we'll take courses and sign up for courses, myself included, like I will be the first in line to raise my hand that I am so guilty of signing up for so many courses that I never even look at. Um, but there is this, you know, it's so easy to just consume. But the, again, the the transformation, like the real transformation that we're talking about here is not going to happen at the level of consumption and at the level of information uh, intake. It's going to happen at the level of embodied experience. And so I couldn't in good consciousness I couldn't offer this work simply as an online course. I had to offer it as a way where we actually walk the walk and we apply and we integrate and we connect and all of the things that I believe are important and required. Uh, so if you're interested in the mentorship, if you when you sign up for the workshop, you will also receive the link to apply for the mentorship. And this is an application process because again, it's uh, you know it's important to me that the the work and the container 
like the actual space remain sacred and remain in integrity and so uh, because of that i will use discernment to ensure that the women who come into this space are women that are also aligned with integrity and with my core values which are kindness and compassion and tolerance as well as commitment so those are are two really exciting things that are happening and then the final thing that i i must share with you because it's so exciting is the sedona soul experience it's a four-day three-night retreat that is happening june 2nd to the 5th and holy moly my heart is so so full thinking about this truly the space alone it like we can just go there and and hang out together and i guarantee you we would have transformational experiences but add on top of it the workshops the breath work the journaling the uh, the hiking like everything that we're going to do there it's going to be incredible and again super small very intimate space and we only have three spots left so again this is also by application only and if you think you might even be interested in joining us i highly recommend uh, filling out the application because again the the spots have gone super fast and uh, it is on a first come first serve so yeah that's what's happening and I'm so excited and if you have any questions please reach out to me on Instagram I would love to connect with you I would love to chat with you so that's some of the exciting stuff that's happening on the back end and all of the really cool beautiful ways that I am deepening into my my process and my work that I'm doing and really you know at the forefront of everything is uh, connection and the relationships that are being built with the incredible women that I have the honor and the privilege of walking alongside this journey with and if that feels like something that you would like to be a part of i would love for you to uh, again reach out and you know let's see there's there's a lot of different options and ways that we can connect not just through the program so that's all of that on to today's topic so i wanted to chat a little bit about this this topic, this idea of everything happening for a reason and does everything happen for a reason? And the short answer to this question is it does if you decide that it does. And, you know, I'll be honest, this was a really, really hard concept for me to wrap my head around for so much of my life and the reason why it was hard for me if I'm being really honest is because for a lot of my life I was stuck in a victim mindset and you know I went through I went through quite a difficult childhood and I had experiences and situations that you know, 
there, there, no child should have to go through some of the things that I did and the ways that I lived. Um, I had two parents who, as you've heard me say before, likely that really had no business being parents. And I kind of was dropped off to live with my grandmother for uh, quite some time while my mom, you know, kind of ran around town and did her thing. And, and when she and my grandmother were not getting along, I was taken from my grandmother, which was my only real safe place. And, uh, you know, for some time, my mom didn't have anywhere to live. And so we were homeless and remember sleeping on couches at friends' houses until she was able to get on her feet. And, you know, then my dad committing suicide and there was quite a bit of abuse from the men that my mom uh, had in her life. And, you know, a lot of, again, just a lot of experiences that, you know, a child should never have to endure. And because of that, I, you know, when someone would tell me something like, oh, everything happens for a reason, I like not only could I not accept it, but I actively rejected it. I took it as an insult. I couldn't believe that someone would have the audacity to tell me that this happened for a reason. And I would very, uh, you know, it, it came within me. I didn't, I, I didn't see myself as identifying as a victim because I was so, uh, self-righteous in my, my feelings of, you know, like, how could you possibly believe that a child deserves, you know, that it's, you know, that it was meant for her dad to, you know, kill himself or whatever, you know, all of the things that I would, I would tell myself. And, um, you know, this was my, my position for a very, very long time. And I, it wasn't until I started walking a spiritual path, actually, that I was able to begin to open up to this idea that perhaps everything did happen for a reason. And Again, you know, going back to how I started this, the, the, does everything happen for a reason, you know, ultimately comes down to our own willingness to decide that it happened for a reason. And, you know, this doesn't actually require anything other than our own search for meaning and meaning is completely subjective each and every one of us attaches meaning to a given situation or circumstance based on our own unique experiences based on our own unique subconscious ways of viewing the world, right? We all as individuals hold our own filters that we see the world through. And so we can, you can take two people and have them look at identical situations 
identical situations. And those two people can walk away with two very, very different experiences. And the reason why that is, is because what we see is only ever a reflection of what we believe. And so when it comes to making sense of our lives, and when it comes to this idea of does it happen for a reason, that is completely and totally dependent on the meaning that we attach to it. So during my life, during that, that time, those you know decades, really, solid two decades, I would say, where I was attached to my, my filter of victim. I was attached to the story, the stories that life was hard and bad things happened to me. And from that lens, I couldn't see meaning. They're the only meaning that I should say, the only meaning that I attached to these life circumstances was that I was meant to suffer, was that I was unloved, was that I, um, you know, couldn't catch a break, things were going to be hard for me, right? Those were the meaning. That was the meaning that I attached to my life and to these experiences. And so as a result, it was hard to find hope, which essentially is the message of everything happens for a reason. To find the good, to find the gold, to find the nugget in that, we have to be willing to see and hold on to a sense of hope. And for so long, the truth is I didn't have that. I didn't have any, I didn't hold any filters that offered me hope and possibility and faith. In fact, I I actively rejected it. And, you know, how did I come to shift that? How does one, any of us come to, to create a shift? Because the truth is, um, you know, that perspective is really, um, lonely. It's really painful. It's really isolating. Um, and the other thing too, and this was the hardest part for me is it's very egotistical. And this was sort of the opening for me in my own path. And we all have a different access point of where we can come in and start to make these changes. For myself, it was looking at how much my ego ran the show and my ego, not the ego is like, oh, the healthy part of us that's trying to keep us alive, but my ego of thinking that I knew better than everybody else. Like I really had this very dark shadow in my, uh, like in my ways of being that had this assumption that I actually knew what was best. I knew what was best for myself. I knew what was best for everybody else. I was the one who held all of the answers. And again, this is like, I can, 
you know, I'm not actually judging myself for this because I've done so much work and have found so much compassion for that girl who was so, uh, who needed to have that control. But this was my opening. And for me personally, I started to see and I started to experience how hard it was actually for me to carry the weight and to carry the burden of assuming that I knew best and that I knew that I had all the answers, right? I knew the answers backwards and forwards. And I knew if I do this, then this outcome will happen. And if I do that, then this outcome will happen. Or, you know, that happened back then. I mean, it was like so, so much. And, you know, and the path for me was realizing how much distress this way of being actually caused me. It was anxiety on a another level and not just anxiety, but like, like deep, deep suffering that I experienced in, in my daily life of, you know, when you are walking through life in this felt experience that you are completely alone and it is all up to you. And, you know, again, there's another episode where I talk about healing my God trauma because I was one of those, you know, very self-righteous atheists who was so against, uh, you know, I couldn't even open myself up to spirituality because I had so much around religion and, but the truth was there was this part of me that really, uh, like I was jealous of, I, I really envied people who had a relationship with God because I, you know, I was like, God, it would, it would be so easy if I just believed in God, but I didn't. And so how could I start to release and let go of some of this burden that I carried? And for me, um, so my path started and what helped me to kind of open up here, um, was actually going to a 12 step program. And I went to a 12 step program because of, um, it had been recommended to me by many different people for, uh, a long time to deal with the addicts in my life. And, um, you know, part of working a 12 step, um, process is, you know, this acceptance of a higher power. And again, like all, um, you know, rejection, I couldn't do any of that, but, um, and that's not really what we're talking about here, but I'm talking about, uh, you know, this path of like, how did I start to even open up to finding new ways of interpreting my life? Right for so long, I rejected the idea that everything happened for a reason because I was embodied in a victim mindset. And my healing required me to step out of being a victim. And in order to step out of being a victim, I had to start to soften some of my edges and soften some of 
this side of me that felt like she was a know-it-all and was self-righteous in her, um, you know, the, the weight that she carried, the burden that she carried of, you know, perceptions of control. And, and so, like I said, 12 step was a, a gateway for me to start to kind of ease in a little bit again, just around recognizing maybe just maybe like maybe it's possible that I actually don't know all of what happens and, and how it happens and why it happens. Uh, and maybe just maybe, maybe it's possible I don't know, maybe it is possible that there is a, a power greater than myself that is at play in my life. And I started to practice this by, with science, actually, I would go down to the waves and I would tell the waves, stop crashing. And I, and I obviously I knew as I was doing this, that it wasn't going to happen. Right. And so I was like, okay. Like here's something that's happening in a force that is at work that is greater than myself. I can't will these waves to stop crashing. And I looked around at my life constantly and I, I would look at, you know, the top of a building and I would have that conversation with myself of like, okay, like what happens if you jump off the building? Uh, it's going to be very unpleasant and, you know, you're not going to be able to uh, you know, control or, you know, outwit gravity. And so I started to, again, just soften the edges within myself of the walls that had been built that had kept out any option or semblance of hope. And as I did this, I started to take a fine tooth comb to my life and to my beliefs. And, you know, there's something really incredible that happens when you start to bring yourself into the present moment and reflection from the present moment, reflection on your life. And with, with mindfulness practices, right, again, really bringing myself here into the present moment, while, again, I'm just like fine tooth comb, like picking apart every single belief that I hold and scrutinizing it. And, you know, my, like, I need to speak to this piece that there was a willingness on my part that I was in such a state of... Uh, suffering in my life and, you know, not like silent suffering. And that's really important to see too, uh, because I think that more people suffer at this level than we actually like speak to and acknowledge. Um, You know, on the outside, my life has always looked a particular way because I, for so long, uh, wore the mask of having it all together. And I really bought into this idea and this story that if I just did all of the things, then I would, 
you know, be happy. I would feel joy. I would accept myself, right? If I, if I lost enough weight, then I would feel good about myself. If I made enough money, then I would feel successful, uh, you know, on and on and on and on. And, um, you know, I never let on to people just, you know, how, how hard it was for me to be in my own skin. Uh, you know, I carried a level of, uh, both depression and anxiety that, um, me really stole a lot of joy from so much of my daily living. My whole life was like caught up in my head, living constantly in my head. Am I doing the right thing? Am I saying the right thing? What's going to happen if I do that? I mean, just so, so much. Um, you know, and so I came to a point within myself where I was willing to do this work because I didn't want to keep living my life the way that I was. And so something had to give. I had no other choice. If I wanted something different, I had to be willing to do something different. And so I was willing, I was willing to pick apart my belief systems, put them under a microscope and dissect these beliefs that I was carrying about myself, about other people and about the world. And as I was doing that, I'm also bringing in these mindfulness practices and stepping into, you know, really practicing being where my feet are. It's one of my mottos in life, be where my feet are, because my mind has a tendency, like most of us, to want to go back to the past and rehash all the things that didn't work or what I should have done, or I can't believe I did that. Or the other place it likes to go is into the future where, you know, this terrible thing can happen or that terrible thing can happen or, you know, my goodness, this or that and all of the, you know, all of the ways. And so I started coming into the present moment, being where my feet are. And here's the magic of the present moment. And this is something that Eckhart Tolle uh, in The Power of Now was really a life-changing book for me. I read it about 15 years ago now. Um, maybe not that long, maybe 12 years, uh, maybe 15. No, I would say 15. Actually, I'm trying to do the math because it was definitely before I had my son. Um, and that book changed my life because it really set me on this path of acceptance of the present moment and a commitment to being in the present moment. And here's what I learned about the present moment is that when you are truly connected to the present moment, you are where your feet are. You are exactly where you're supposed to be. And it's only when I'm in my head and I'm either in the future or I'm in the past that I have an idea that I should be anywhere other than where I am right now. Connection to the present moment is a reminder and an awareness that I am exactly where I'm supposed to be. If I was supposed to be anywhere else, I would be. But the fact that I'm not 
and I am right here is information that I am exactly where I'm supposed to be. Now, to take that a step further and to bring it back to our topic of everything happening for a reason, what I learned and what I began to understand is that when I am connected to the present moment and I allow myself to be here where my feet are exactly where I'm supposed to be, then every other single choice that has ever happened up until this moment had to happen exactly the way it did for me to get here now. And that, that was my invitation to begin to find a level of faith and to begin to find a way of believing, truly believing that everything has happened for a reason. And I can't always know right now, like when I'm in the thing, what that reason actually is. But when I give myself the gift of time and I allow myself to be in a place of not knowing, that is when the understanding and the meaning is able to unfold. And so if you are, you know, if you want to find this level of faith and in living your life with an understanding of of who you are and how you came to be and how perhaps everything that you have gone through has led you to becoming exactly who you are and who you are right now is exactly who you're supposed to be. And I know that this is hard for so many of us when we are in judgment of where we are right now, right? Because we have this idea that we should be somewhere else, that we should have a deeper level of knowledge of understanding. But the first step, if you are wanting to walk this path, The first step is to find yourself in the present moment and not just in the present moment, but acceptance of the present moment. And along the lines of that, you know, another piece that is important to talk about is that acceptance doesn't necessarily mean preference. Acceptance is simply that. It's accepting what is. Preference is liking or not liking what is. And that's not what we're talking about. We are working to find neutrality, right? When like true mindfulness and, you know, the path, you know, I believe that, you know, ideally we're, we're striving for is this path of, of acceptance and 
that place within ourselves where we can ground into an objective observation of ourselves, right? Detaching from the stories, detaching from the expectations, detaching from the shoulds and the coulds and the likes and the dislikes and and softening into this place in the middle. There's a flow that comes from here. There's room to move. You know, as soon as we attach that preference to it, we put ourselves in a box. And those boxes can be... Um, really restrictive for our growth and so again if you are looking for a way to live your life with faith and with hope and you know desire to believe that maybe everything has happened for a reason you know how can you start to bring acceptance into where you are right now in this moment with a, a trusting and a knowing that you are exactly where you're supposed to be. If you were supposed to be anywhere else, you would be. And once we have found ourselves in this moment and we're, we're accepting that this is where we are, then we get to look back and we get to reflect on how each and every choice up until this moment led to the next choice and the next one after that and not just the choices but the experiences right because we we all have things in our life that we've gone through that we didn't choose to experience i mean that's up for debate <laughs> uh that's another uh topic in and of itself but you know this idea of our soul's contracts and, you know, our, our soul choosing all of the circumstances and the situations in our lives for the lessons, um, you know, and, and again, remembering, you know, the final takeaway and what we started with is that your life is whatever you decide it is. And the lessons get to be whatever you decide they are. And the meaning that comes from any single situation in your life is whatever you decide it to be. So those are just some of my thoughts and my experience with walking this path and leaning into a life of faith and living in a a state within myself where I have the comfort of knowing that the woman that I am today, the work that I'm doing, the beliefs that I hold, the opportunities that I experience are because of every single thing that I have experienced and gone through up until now. And, you know, I've shared with you and I'll, I'll throw this out there, but again, like this is totally another conversation for another time. Um, you know, I'd already been doing this work for a very long time and I had already come to this place within myself 
before I found plant medicine and before I started that journey. I will say though, that if there was any part of me that doubted or questioned, like that was uh, eliminated through my plant medicine journey. And, you know, the experiences that I have had with plant medicine of, um, you know, it's kind of hard to explain, but, you know, time kind of collapsing on itself and, you know, seeing how, you know, four-year-old Jen, uh, was not alone in the experience and how, you know, 40, 40 year old Jen was right there with four year old Jen as she was going through something and how important that thing that four year old Jen went through was in order for 40 year old Jen to be who she was. Again, that's a whole other, uh, podcast episode in and of itself. But, um, you know, I hope that this I hope that this lands. I hope that you find some comfort and some reassurance of your own path and your own process. And if your own path and your own process is struggling right now with um, believing that everything happens for a reason, I I hope that you um, find some reassurance in that process and how you can begin to uh, feel the comfort that comes when you when you allow yourself to be fully fully connected to this present moment and again you know as always i would love to hear from you if this landed in any way please you know, reach out, let's start a conversation, share it with a friend, and I will look forward to connecting with you in another episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Love Your Truth podcast. Now I have a favor to ask of you. If you found any value whatsoever in this episode, it would mean the absolute world to me if you would share it with someone else someone who you think might benefit from hearing anything that was shared in here, or if you feel so inclined, go ahead and leave a review. Reviews do so much to support the message and to support getting this out into the hands of others who need to hear what's being talked about. So again, thank you for being here. Thank you for choosing to spend your time, and I will look forward to seeing you in our next episode.